Welcome to the next episode of Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford, where we discuss all things college admissions. Joel and I have been having conversations about college admissions for years, and now we bring those to you. Our goal is to provide information to you, the listener, about the world of college admissions, the processes involved, and the current issues that are a part of the journey to post-secondary education. I'm Chris Reeves, independent college counselor, and I'm here with Joel Ford, school counselor at Connor High School in Hebron, Kentucky. You may have forgotten us since (laughs) it's been about four months since our last episode. It's been a while. Um, So, you know, with that in mind, um, I I think time got away from us a little bit, Chris. Um, I know in the last episode, we, you know, we always kind of promote what the next episode is going to be, but... Good Lord, we need to kind of explain ourselves. Um, And so we're going to change direction for this episode to let you know what's been going on with us for the past four or five months. Um, But then after that, just um, I think we both think it's prudent just to kind of slow down and talk about what we've seen so far in our respective school years, what that means moving forward, um, what that means in terms of the college counseling that we do. So we'll get back to our normal format next time. Uh, But to open up this episode, uh, let's talk a little bit about what's been going on with the two of us. And so I want to start with you, Papa. Uh, You've you've had some big changes going on. uh, Yeah, I have. I have had some. Well, I'm a Papa, you know. Um, Renly is the most adorable thing on the planet Earth. And it's really, really fun having having a baby around. Uh, my daughter Emily had uh, five weeks, four and a half, five weeks early. Um, we were on vacation in July. We thought, no way, no way, this will this will get in the way of our vacation. We're in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, where I have to give uh, as another tangent two shout outs. One, my visit to uh, Marist to hang out with. Kent Reinhardt, and he took us around campus, beautiful in Poughkeepsie, New York, on the Hudson River. Had a great night there. We had some friends with us, and he just uh, gave us the royal treatment there. Later in the week, my very good friend, Jack Steinberg, we had dinner in Lincoln, New Hampshire. Um, That was awesome. Hung out with him and his wife, Sharon. And we're already making plans to go back and and hike a mountain together next year. So that leads to Thursday of our vacation when uh, when Emily starts to feel like uh, maybe she's having some blood pressure issues. Long story short, Friday morning, I drive Jen to Boston, hops on a plane. No, Thursday morning. Sorry. Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon, drive her to Boston, hop a plane, get home. I drive back to the cabin. Baby's on Friday, nice. July twenty, July twenty second. Um, I was on Mount Willard as I became a grandfather, and that was definitely the the, the coolest thing that's probably ever happened to to me. So, and they yeah, live yeah. they live, they live three miles away from us. I see her all the time. It's awesome. That's awesome, and it, it's crazy to think like when I met you, just as a point of disclosure, you were thirty four. Was I? You okay. were. Okay. 17, All 17 right. Years ago. Okay. The word papa. Not 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 anywhere connected to thirty four year old Chris. 
Like, I was a wild man. You were a wild man. I was a wild man. It was fun. I had a great time. But uh, but to see you now and to, to see you light up whenever whenever you uh, talk about being a papa, I mean, that's good stuff. Um, I appreciate that. You know, we I have rules. I have rules. I'm the zoo papa. Nobody else gets to do the zoo. They, I guess they can, but I'm telling you. I already told Emily in Austin, I do the zoo. Probably aquarium too. It's just my thing. Everybody can do pumpkin patches and all the other things. I do the zoo. Well, you need a you need a zoo pass. Oh, I already looked them up. Oh yeah, I looked up platinum baby. Three hundred nineteen dollars platinum zoo pass. Go big or go home. <laughs> That's right. What is that like? Sleep with the tigers or something? It's it's uh it's like you get four guests every time you go. I don't even know. They probably valet your car. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> nice. So that oh. so obviously that's big news. Anything else? Um, person, well, it's just, just, we'll get into the work stuff cause it's just so, so, so busy, you know, I've been in the new house for a year. Love that. Um, and just trying to try and take the moments to savor time when, when life is going so fast and when work is going so fast. So try to do, try to do as much of those kinds of things. Um, Bengal season tickets this year. That's right. So at this point, two and three. Uh, I've seen one loss, one win. The Thursday night white out game was like crazy fun. Yeah. That was cool. I know you're a sports fan. Did you like the white jerseys and the white helmets? I did. Did you? You're picky picky about this. I'm very picky about uniforms. Um, If you need something to read, listeners, I recommend UniWatch. I'm a daily reader. Um, But I did did like the uniforms. There was a lot of talk about the Bengals maybe going to their original helmets. Which, which to me were, would have been a terrible choice. That's just the Browns helmet with the word Bengals on the side. Right. And that's not creative at all. So there was a lot of push for the white helmets to go with the white jerseys. The fact that they painted the field white, um, that was an extra nice touch. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, it, was it looked cool. good on TV. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I've been up to, following my Buckeyes as well. But that's... That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at these days. Uh, so I know for you, 2022 has been it's been challenging in many ways. Yeah, uh, big changes, but you seem to be you seem to be going doing great. And if you, you know, maybe our listeners just kind of want to know what's what's going on with you personally. So yeah, so I had some life changes um, after 22 and a half years of marriage. Um, unfortunately, that ended. Um, so with that, I you know that's kind of a downer, but the flip side to that is, um, I went through building new construction for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. So, um, started that process at the end of last year, um, moved into a new condo, brand new development, um, in June. Um, ironically, I'm back in the, the town that I first, lived in when I first moved to greater Cincinnati and got out on my own. Um, so that's, that's been really enjoyable to kind of be back in the area. Um, just kind of getting to getting to, you know, I, decorate sounds corny, but just kind of arrange things the way that, um, you know, I, I get the choice to do all that. Um, sure. right, right now I'm still kind of, I've, I've hung a few things on the wall, but the walls are so nice and pretty that, 
you know, like, like <laughs> I want to mess one, them up. Like I hang one thing up and then I'm like emotionally spent for, you know, like I can't <laughs> keep, can't keep putting holes in the wall kind of thing. Um, you know, so, so that's been a big change. Um, I, we've got three counselors in my office now permanently. Um, nice. Very nice. My longtime colleague retired. Um, and we had actually hired, um, a fourth for a semester, but she came on full time, um, to fill that third spot. So, um, uh, you know, and, and I know we'll get into work later, but that's been a game changer, um, for me. And it's, it's made life outside of school, um, less stressful. Sure. Um, you know, so, so it's been an enjoyable start in that regard. Um, and really just, um, you know, doing, doing a lot of introspection and, and learning some new hobbies and things like that. Um, really, really got into Lego building. Oh, well, I, that was my follow up question. Well, what new hobbies? I've really gotten into Lego building. Um, actually, um, you know, it's an audio podcast, so I can't show you, but I'm staring at an international space station and a model of the White House and a huge bonsai tree and some other things that my youngest and I have done together. Um, we have to set a price limit every month or else I'll just be on the side of the street with a bunch of Legos and no place to live. But And, and your youngest being how old? Uh, she just turned 20 the other day. Okay, because I just want listeners to understand that, you know, it's not your 10-year-old doing no. Legos. This is your no. adult your, your adult child. My adult child, that's, that's a future engineer. Um, when she comes home, she wants to play Legos. Um, that's great. So that's cool. That's a fun time um, to spend with her. Yeah, and my, my oldest is doing great. She's uh, out in an apartment, living life. Um, you know, so... Can't complain on that that front at all. So yeah, big changes. Awesome. You know, it's it's uh yeah, seventeen years, you know, having these conversations kind of back to the the theme of our of, of our podcast. But you know, there's a whole lot of personal stuff that kind of goes along, a whole lot of growth you kind of see in in people along the way. Um, and life doesn't stop and changes, transitions. All those, all those things. Um, but you know, I'm happy you're doing well, and I'm sure, I'm sure listeners are, are happy too. You know. So, so that's our excuse, ladies and gentlemen. We've been a little bit busy um, doing the life thing. Um, I mean, between babies and construction and mountain climbing, and you know, it's and the fall admission season. That's that right. Doesn't, that doesn't help. Our day, jobs, our day jobs haven't helped either. So um, we apologize. But with that, um, you know, we're 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 back with this episode. We'll get back into a groove. Um, so at this point, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about our day jobs and talk a little bit about um, trends and issues that we've seen in our offices so far this year. Well, let's do it. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford. Uh, so as we start um, this segment of, of this episode, just as a point of disclosure, um, we're recording this in mid-October. Um, we both have just finished um, administering at our schools the PSAT. Yeah, we um, did. The <laughs> highlight of October. Um, I don't know about you, Chris, but I just came off a four-day weekend. And then, surprise, it's test day. That did not, that did not happen to me. But uh, I, did, I did come off a weekend in the woods and yeah. get back, went down to Moorhead Monday, worked a day at St. Henry, and then, boom, PSAT today. Extended version. Extend, yeah. Like the Lord of the Rings extended movies. This was the extended <laughs> version of the PSAT. Extra, extra scenes. I, you know what? I get in trouble at my house. Anytime I refer to Lord of the Rings, my wife looks at me like, Mm, no, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we're flying crazy right now. We have no script. We've never done like completely no script before. Yeah. So so with that, is it obvious? It's obvious, <laughs> but that's okay. So with that, you know, that kind of leads into sort of sort of the topic of the day. Partly things that we're seeing in our office, but partly just kind of a glimpse at like the lives of two high school counselors, like, right. Yeah. So think some of our listeners are, are high school counselors, uh, we hope. And, and they, this, this is nothing new to them. And in a lot of ways, if you're on the college side, not necessarily new to you, but from our perspective, here's what happens. Summer ends on August 1st, maybe before, if you have to work and get set up for things. And then you hit the ground running because it's seniors, 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 applications, seniors. Um, you know, we had at our school, we had an application day. I've done application camps in the past, all before school starts. And all of a sudden, it's October 12th. Right. I don't know if that's been your experience. Yeah. And, and honestly, that, that August 1st, if you remember from an earlier episode, I had a rant about August 1st, um, you know, because it's it's Common App Day. And so now you've got a thousand schools who are ready to for kids to submit applications. And frankly, I'm spending the first hour like changing my voicemail on my phone back and getting my emails, like just just opening up for business. And I'm already getting peppered with emails. Can you send my transcript? Can you do this? Because the implication is college applications are open. We got to get them done. You know, absolutely. Um, you need score, by the way, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, yeah, it's 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 right away. I mean, we try to train them enough to know that they don't have to be urgent. But some students, I mean, are have worked on things and right. it, it, it does start right away and your caseload so high that I know it's better, but it's it is, better. it is still high Yeah, um, where you've got, you live in a different world than I do when it comes to, when it comes to that demand. Yeah. You know, so I, we've said this plenty before, you know, I work at a public high school. Chris right now is at a private high school, but he has been on the public side. Um, for, for 27 years until he tried to retire for about five minutes. 
Um, <laughs> it didn't stick. Um, you know, so that so yeah, our caseload is higher. Um, I'm, I'm curious. It was it was enlightening to me because I presented back in March at our Kentucky ACAC conference. Right. And, yeah. and the session I did in part, um, the session was was supposed to be about why why you shouldn't call us the G word. Why oh, you shouldn't yeah. call us a guidance counselor. Right. Um, that we're actually a school counselor. And what it led into was, OK, here are all the responsibilities of a school counselor. Here, here's here's where the historical guidance counselor came from, but our responsibilities are so much further so than that. So much now. broader, so much broader. And it was like uh, the room was full of college folks, and it was like good eye opening. And and I it it got me to thinking like, do they not really? Do they not know how we how we live? Um, and I and, like day to day, day to day. And you the know? answer was, how would they? You know? Right, right. Um, Is it? It would not be. Or continue your point. Sorry, I've got a, I've got a thought in my brain. Yeah. So so it was kind of like, well, you know, now now maybe you understand when you try and call and set up a, a visit. Except we use rep visits, but that's another story. Maybe now you understand why it's we don't always get back to you right away, because we've got ten different things going on at the all at the same time kind of thing. It was really just kind of eye-opening um, to think about, oh yeah, they probably don't know because I don't know how necessarily how their day-to-day goes. Um, right. They get more emails than us. Yeah. They get lots more emails than us. I know that. I It would not be out of the ordinary. It's just the things that walk through my office are so varied and it's such a shift constantly. You can work on a college essay one minute because we're not in the world of having college counselors. Um, I mean, it, it, it's Craft Academy where I help out a lot. It, 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 I am a college counselor, but uh, but that's pretty much all virtual work for me right now. Other than that, though, it's like, I mean, you have social emotional stuff that's mm-hmm. just ever increasing. We said it 10 years ago, it's getting worse. 10 years before that, we said it was getting worse. Today, we say it's getting worse. And every single time, it's been true. Right. It's it's been it's been getting worse uh, with anxiety and depression and all kinds of things students are dealing with. Obviously, COVID played a huge role in so many things, but you can you can go from like really emotional stuff one second to college to having to proctor a test or to fig, get online and fill out some accommodations for ACT to replying to emails and parents and then do something with career. And it's it's everything. I mean, everybody's job is kind of like that, I think, in most cases, but it's so fast and so different. Every little thing that comes to your office is is just, I don't know, pretty intense. Right. Well, and it's, you know, we, we both, I'm, I'm sure you still do, we both keep calendars. So we, we have some idea of some things that need to get accomplished for the day. And and parent meetings and that that are going to happen and that sort of thing, but it's the other stuff that you don't know is walking in. You know, um, I had I had my bag on this afternoon re- walking out the door, and a student asked me about where do I get an application for such and such program. I'm so sorry that student's going to have to wait till tomorrow to get an answer from you. 
that's exactly i kind of just looked at my backpack and was like well we'll we'll touch base tomorrow you know kind of thing but but in all seriousness that was after after the day was done and it yeah. and he just showed up i mean that happens all the time right well, so you're popular joel well you know it's job security i guess you know but, that's my theory of counseling right i've talked about it you've talked about that i've talked about it before you just can never be a great counselor because the better you are, the more business you get, the more business you get, the more you can't keep up. And it's just impossible to, right. to just maintain kind of a level you wish you could have of service to, to all the students, all the families, all the parents, all the teachers. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough. Are you, um, are you, for those of people who are hoping to hear about college stuff on this podcast, um, if anyone hears my dog in the background, it's I was going to say here. right now they're hearing your dog, but he's that's okay. Right now. Nothing I can do about that right now. I'm, I'm pro dog. Okay. You know, it's like the thing in COVID with all the video conferencing, like pets are in everyone's world now. Yep. Like if they're, I hear dogs on XM radio and the guy and the guys who are hosting or the girls who are hosting and are like, yeah, that's my dog. You're disappointing all of North America right now. <laughs> that kind of thing. So uh, it's just, I guess it's just the way it is, but I'm, I'm curious at in the purely like college admissions world, you know, 2022 fall, application class 2023 what's what are what are some of the trends you're seeing this year with whether it's with colleges and with how they're acting or with students and how they're acting so you know we talked a little bit before we hit the record button um we're we're back to in-person visits with colleges okay uh which is great um just just to be able to to see people and and to interact our 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 attendance is better this year for that. Um, good. I'm not good. sure. I still think we've got a little bit of a gap as to what, what, what I need to be asking these folks for, uh, about their college, what I need to, to kind of dig deeper to find out things pertinent to me. I think right now I'm still seeing a lot of sit and get, um, you know, whatever, whatever they tell me, I'll just take it and, and move on. Um, and I think part of that is, you know, we, we opened, we opened our visits up to younger grades. They haven't had in-person visits before. Younger grades as in like sophomore year too? As in some sophomores and, but definitely junior seniors. Okay. Um, so they just haven't had in-person visits. Um, so I, you know, I think, um, I think there's an impact there, but I'm at least pleased to see that our attendance is better. Um, I mean, you've said it to me a hundred times, like the kids just got zoomed out and right. you couldn't, you couldn't, at least we couldn't, we couldn't get a substantial group of kids after a while to get on zoom and listen to another, another presentation. Um, I, I, I'm, pleased to see that and i've got a i feel like i've got a strong senior class this year but i feel like in general um they they seem to be getting started with applications and things uh better than the past couple of years um i agree with that i i I had a really interesting situation this year with this class i did my college training for juniors beginning in january might have been early february and 
last spring, they did not want any of it. They didn't want, they didn't want, they, I mean, maybe it's because I took their flex time. Like that probably played a role in it. That's their sacred, like personal time in the day, but it was the only way I could do my lessons without interrupting other classrooms and everything. Um, I won't do flex again this year, but they just, they, they weren't ready. They were overwhelmed. They didn't want to think about it. They were, they were done. And I came into this senior year thinking, oh man, all right, here we go. Seniors. We had application day, August 2nd. And instead of a camp, we did that day. It was great. Five hours. That class, this class is probably one of the better classes I've ever had. Um, they were, they are on top of it. Every single day. I gave PSAT till one o'clock today. I had five appointments between one o'clock and two fifteen. All college stuff, all questions, all seniors signing up, and many of them are really close to hitting submit. Mm. So and, and many have. Many have hit submit. Uh, we my, this St. Henry has an amazing English department. So that's really helpful. And right. the senior English teacher actually Basically spent the first five weeks of school, like working on college stuff with them, college essays, letting them come to my office, having conferencing sessions. Um, So having that was a big deal. But between the kid's attitude and her, I'm like on easy street right now. It's been it's been nice. But this but I couldn't be more complimentary of of the seniors. It doesn't feel like COVID's been around at all, like messing them up. Right. They are in a fantastic position. Yeah mentally i feel like i tell you one thing that we did this year and and probably should have been doing it but you know how that goes but um in kentucky we have the kentucky higher education assistance authority or kia yeah Um, yeah they're they're sort of our our community-based organization would you call it for the state there are a non-profit yeah yeah, non-profit to help educators parents families yeah and and they help with the college application and and more even more so the financial aid piece um and so our new kia person for our region um came by in those those couple of weeks uh before school started introduced himself and and then um he actually spent an entire day with us and we just went through english classes and started filling out the fafsa um spent the whole day on it um, we had kids who were, well, we, <laughs> I had one kid who came down and, and no lie, it was October 4th. And he, he said, Mr. Ford, I did, I'll stay if you need me to, but I've already finished the FAFSA and the CSS profile. Um, is, <laughs> is there anything else I need to do? And, and Keith, our, our Kia person, and I uh, were both just like stunned, like who gets, who gets through the CSS profile in three days? Um, I, I don't know anyone. So you get, I'll tell you, colleges, if you're listening, give me a ring. I'll tell you about this kid. He's great. But, <laughs> um, you know, we had we had kids who were definitely going to college, but even kids who were looking at trade schools and two-year colleges and all the, all the places we talked about in episode one. Right. That we said, hey, you may not know exactly what you're doing yet, but – you need to go on and, and at least start this. It's going to benefit you. And and we had kids on their on their Chromebooks, on laptops, on their phones, starting to fill out the FAFSA. Um, and it that was just really cool to to. I mean, it cost us a whole day out of our office. 
is well worth it. Well worth it. Yeah. And, and so I'm hoping we'll see the dividends of a higher rate of completed FAFSAs because I, of that. You, you probably will. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure you will. You put, yeah. you know, you put your energy in that direction. That's going to happen. Yeah. What are you seeing from colleges right now? Um. Well, that's a that's a broad question. Um, um, hmm, that is. What, here, here's one that just popped in my head. Okay. I'm getting countless emails from from colleges that are waiving application fees. Okay. Yeah. Um. I wonder if they're trying to get their numbers back up. Um. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I haven't talked to anybody. Because, you know, I've been wrapped up in my own little world here. I haven't right. talked to any of our college friends about, like, our numbers good? How are they doing? Um, I mean, NKU is free this this month. Alabama is. Oh, yeah, that's right. Alabama yeah. is free right now. Um, but but it's kind of like if I if I spent the time to, to put out, hey, this college is they're – they're waiving their application fee. I'd have to do it for, like, 20 other colleges that I'm – you know, getting emails weekly on. You need a new database. Yeah. Another database. Yeah. <laughs> Free applications, application fees. So that's that's one thing that I've just noticed recently. Well, um, the your your um the the admission director's lunchcast, which I was on their la- one of their last episodes, uh, with Nathan and Tej, that was the topic. Yeah. Uh, traveling. Colleges, yeah. colleges traveling and, you know, how are they behaving? Are they behaving differently? Should they just pick up travel at a hundred percent? That sort of thing. So that was interesting to listen to that episode and hear, hear what they had to say. Yeah, although, although they really messed up badly because they referred to me as an influencer. <laughs> and I thought, I don't even influence my own house. Yeah. I can't even get my dogs to behave. It, it just depends on the setting. <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so what are some things you've noticed? I have pet peeves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, grumpy old man, get you off my lawn. You want my you want my pet peeves? I just I'm a I, can't, I can't. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm a grumpy papa. All right. No, here are my pet peeves. First, I'll say, if you're at a college, I love you. You're my friend, and. We're colleagues, but but it's my students come first. That's what I will say. That's what I'll always say. I hope. I hope. In fact, that's what. If anybody ever like went back over my career, if there's one thing that I would hope people would say about me is that, you know, the student the students came first. Um, so all of this comes from that lens. One. We don't have any music for this, probably. And we're going to produce it on our own. So, you know, probably won't happen. One, S-R-A-R and S-S-A-R. Can't stand it. I think it's ridiculous. You know what I tell students? They're like, well, why do we have to do this? Here's, here's my explanation. I'm like, you know, all the transcripts across the country are different. And when it gets to a college, a college has to type it into their system. So they could either pay someone to type it into their system or and the student goes, or I do it. I'm like, yes, that's it. And if anyone tells you, like I get an email, Chris, you're short sighted. You don't know what you're talking about. 
We're trying to make things easier for you so that the student doesn't have to ask you to send a transcript, that woo giant burden. My response is literally one click. It's already uploaded into SCORE. It's one click to send everything. Sometimes I show the students, I'm like, just so they can see what I'm doing for them. Here's, I said, here's my portal, here's my view. I should lie about how hard it is to do your transcripts because right. it's not. I just hit this button and it's done. Um, and Pepe 1B? Yeah. It, it especially does not work for schools on block schedules. Oh, you know what else it doesn't work for? Our school, yeah, fine. Blame it on the diocese. Blame it on us. But our school had full credits for the for, the, for our current seniors, full credits for that freshman year, mm -hmm. and then everything was given in half credits, sophomore, junior, and then coming up senior. So it doesn't work well when you change schedules. And 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 they the way the way the SSRA or SSAR like with the way the college websites threaten your life is if you get this wrong, you will never step foot on our campus even as a visitor or a football game dun 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 there's your music it's all clemson right now a couple penn states that's the big ones but then i got so i have some florida schools with the um ssar all that um let's see bad essay prompts number two bad bad essay prompts and there's one in particular and since we're you know equal opportunity aggressors here. I won't, I mean, you know what? I won't say the name, but everyone's going to know what this one is. Are you ready? Mr. I'm Ford. Ready. I'm ready. The college admissions process can create anxiety in an attempt to make it less stressful. Please tell us an interesting or amusing story about yourself from your high school years that you have not already shared in your application required so i have a better way to reduce anxiety well let's qualify for a second real quick how many words do i get to tell my story 200 to 300 words so I... but it needs to be interesting or amusing not both could be both i guess you know but i've only got 200 words to tell the story oh 300 Okay, three hundred words. Three hundred words. All right. All right. So, uh, here's my here's my here's my answer. The college admissions process can create anxiety. In an attempt to make it less stressful, you no longer have to write an extra prompt. We'll just read your main Common App essay. Thank you and good night. And the student goes, <sighs> <sighs> "That was a good one." Ah. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, and I I just. I, I can't even, and you know, there's college counselors out there like, oh my gosh, this is so great. I love this prompt. And I'm like, that's, but it doesn't do that. Yes. You created extra anxiety because you made them do an extra essay. Hmm. Um, it's just all of, here's a big reason all these things bug me. All these things bug. All these things bug me. Not because it's a big hassle for me, and it is, but not because it is. It's because anytime you make it more complicated, the equity gap 
grows, period, no matter what it is. The SRAR, you're against equity. Extra essay prompts, especially bad ones, you're against equity. You, you can say whatever you want. You can, you, can, you can come on here. You can defend yourself. We'll let you. But I will always disagree. Anything that is more complicated advantages people with resources. And here's the thing. Like, I feel like with me and you, every kid working with us has the resource. Right. They have us. I'm not even defending my own kids. I'm not all high and mighty. I'm just telling you it bugs the crap out of me. It bugs the crap out of me. And yeah, I'm going to do whatever I can to help students I work with, period. But next next one, I'm ready. I've been having – I'm in on a text group with my little NACAC crew, our KCD crew and Stanford Online School crew. The right. four of us are on a group text. We are about to make waves. No one will listen to us, but we're, we, we propose no rec letters period anywhere yeah i've heard that no rec letters they are saying hashtag white paper no no rec letters at all um i think it you know we talk about testing being biased and and advantaging people who can afford to pay for test prep if nothing else I mean, who does letters of rec benefit? We've talked about this on the episode before, so right. I won't go into that again. But letters of rec, I'm done with that. And you know what? You brought it up. I'm sure that some of my really good college admission friends can defend this for me, um, trying to say oh, – <laughs> that's, that's, that's mean of me – saying that they use the CSS profile to, to help students afford their school but every example I've seen has really taken the EFC from something lower to something like astronomical, changing scholarships, changing aid into into a position where a kid could, can't go to the school anymore because right. of their profile. So if that's what you're trying to do, whatever. But it's just another step that's really difficult. Your yeah. kids, your kids, awesome. Figured it out. Many people will, but. All of those things. I, it's just can't we simplify this in a way? I, you know, we can't regulate it. It can't be standard. But every single college has every, every something different. And this is what people sound like in the middle of October if you work for a high school. Yeah, it's exactly what you sound like. You sound like me. I probably wouldn't be this angry in January. <laughs> well, and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one more out there at you. Okay. We got to decide what we're doing with standardized tests. Um, oh, yeah. Because right now we're doing this year-to-year -year thing, um, or maybe maybe two or three years, and then after that, we don't know. At some point, the, the, the college admissions community is just going to have to cut bait or bring it back or whatever. But, uh, you know, it's... it's I. I whether 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 standardized testing is good or not, we've we've talked about that plenty. But I do know that when when you're talking to kids, helping them try and figure out do I test, do I not, when do I test, all that kind of stuff, it's confusing as heck. Um, it's it's quite ridiculous at this point. When did when, when did I miss Tennessee? Was that was that back in the spring? Did I just miss that? 
when when Tennessee went back to requiring tests. Like I have no idea. I can't keep track of every college, so you know, I apologize to anyone. I told you, you wouldn't have to send your test score to Tennessee last year, but uh, but you do, and. I think it was late spring, early summer. Maybe I'm just not a good college counselor, so I don't really know these things. But it's all of a sudden, rules change. Just take it or not. Just you accept the test score or you don't use it. Right. I mean, I feel like, you know, we're, we're going to be probably three years worth of, of data by the end of this school year as far as it – the, the incoming classes, COVID, post-COVID, like, can we not get enough data from that to determine what, as a college, what we need to do with these test scores? I just think that the schools who, the pre-COVID schools who would traditionally be test optional, schools like Hanover, who've done it for a long time and they do it very well, schools like that, just get rid of them. Use everything else. No test scores. Um, I'm sure that, I mean, maybe there are internal reasons. Like if we, people will not think we're a strong school, if we don't require test scores or we don't offer to accept them, that sort of thing. I don't know. It's working for California. And we love, we know we, you and I both love that application system. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, no, I'm on board with you. The test score, should I send my score stuff is unfair to students it's it's quite ridiculous and that that needs to stop too i love the fact that a that a student can build a college list around a test optional or around how about it this way can build a college list around not taking an act or an sat mm-hmm. i love that that's the thing but you got to give us answers you just you just you got to also it all does go back to gaps as well. Students with resources can have people to converse with like this. Right. Today it was a 24 and it was too, um, you know, I can't talk about too much, but it was a 24. Do I send it to this school or this school? And it's like, okay, well, what's your GPA? All right. Where do you, you know, is it in state out of state? Uh, do you, you know, what are you majoring in? Ranting and raving here, man. Middle of October. I know some of my friends call it Sucktober <laughs> as a college counselor. I don't have as many letters to write as some of those folks who have like 100 letters to write. But it's it's a tough time. You know, if anybody's curious about what happens, which is partly this episode, uh, anyone curious what happens in in a college admissions office, that's, that's one of the things. Yeah. So with that, let's take a quick break. Now that we've explored a day in the life of, we'll take a break and we'll come back with some final thoughts and maybe a preview of some topics upcoming. Welcome back to Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford. Special episode, I suppose. Uh, just getting back on the grid. 
And thanks for thanks for listening this far. If you're still if you're still on board with all the ranting and complaining and uh, difficulties of of uh, October as a high school high school counselor. Before we close today, I would like personally to give a shout out to uh, the national conference and just compliment NACAC on a on a on a great for me virtual conference in Houston last month. It looked like everything went really well. Uh, Billy Porter, the the keynote speaker, was absolutely phenomenal, and I'm so glad I got to watch that online. Um, shout outs to the TACAC crew, the Texas ACAC crew, and in particular, my fellow past former fellow board member Tamara Seiler. Uh, looks like Texas, as always, uh, did it upright for everyone coming to to the state. I'm personally look, look, looking forward to next year in Baltimore. Yeah. But Joel, and you've got a shout out too, don't you? I would I would love to shout out to another member of my president's class. I mean, if you look at the stuff that we've done, I, I mean, we're we're pretty freaking awesome. Second be best president's class out there. I, honestly, I mean, we're like we're like shaking it up a little bit, but you are you are. Um, and Helica Melendez um, from Texas is our new. Uh, board chair elect and she's just an awesome person and I got to know her um, through our president's class and and just having that high school connection um, not that I don't love my college classmates but those of us on the high school side you know had had a kind of a quick connection with each other she's awesome she's been on the board now and and now it's going to be chairing the board um, she's great is in good hands right yeah i mean and and i'm you and i've talked you know i'm without getting into a lot of the 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 way the way people are are elected has changed i'm i'm so excited that a high school person uh was able to be elected um to be board chair um that's just been a fear of mine is that maybe we'd lose um, some of the high school voice, um, but I'm I'm glad to see that I was proven wrong, um, and she's going to be great for the organization. Um, the one challenge I would have for NACAC, for for those of us on the public school side, just think about the cost of a lot of your programs and things because a lot of us don't have professional development budgets, um, and so any anything maybe you can do with sponsorships or or you know, whatever to, to financially help uh, public school counselors always, always needed and always appreciated. Well said, well said. Let's, let's talk about next episodes. We talked about these exact episodes last time. Uh, we don't really have a whole lot. Uh, we, we're changing a little bit of what we, what, what we planned, I think, unless we can get to the NCAA um, athletic episode. Yeah, but but uh, did talk to do our good friends at, at Sally May yesterday, and we're still putting together a, a really cool financial aid episode focusing on uh, some data they had collected, basically what families know about financial aid, and we'd like to dig into that document, dig into financial aid, which we haven't done yet on this podcast, and that's hopefully soon. Yeah, I think it will be. Um, 
I'm I'm still excited. Um, we've got a couple of couple episode ideas in the hopper, um, and I I was just sitting here thinking, Chris, you know, as we finish this up, um, just a a if if we need a word of wisdom for this episode, uh, I I would just end it with thanks. Um, thanks to thanks to you for being a good podcast partner. Um, thanks wow. to our our audience for listening. Um, when we started doing this three and a half years ago, I'm not sure that we thought anyone would listen. Um, and I check our stats every so often, and Dang. even even in this four month dry spell, like people are still listening to episodes and they things. are they are That's crazy. They are. Um, and, and I know you and I have talked. I still love doing the podcast. Um, I know you you do as well. Um, so I'm just thankful that, that people listen to us, that people, um, seem, seem to enjoy what we're doing and, um, thankful that we can just keep doing it. Well, I appreciate that as well. Wow. Thank you, um, for being somebody who does a better job probably of getting us moving on, on each episode, getting the episode started uh, pushing a little bit like, Hey, we need to do this. We need to record. We need to, we need to, uh, plan. So you've, you've probably been the one that's, that's kept it alive. Um, so thanks. Well, now that we're both freaking awesome, dude, that's cool. Uh, all right. So how do we wrap up one without a script, man? What do you say? Well, um, that's this episode of get schooled. Uh, we'll see you next time. I, I can't remember our our disclaimer that Mike always says. But These opinions are not our they, they are our own and not of our respective institutions. Right, something along those lines, just to keep us out of trouble. Um, but we'll see you next time on Get Schooled by Reeves and Ford. Hey, that was pretty good for a non-script. Maybe we found a new way. <laughs>